0: Break out the brooms for the second time this postseason. This time, it puts the Colorado Avalanche into the Stanley Cup Finals. Who they are up against, we don't know right now. And honestly, we don't care. Right now, it's just enjoying this moment being an Avalanche fan. You've waited 20-plus years for this to happen. And for some fans, this is the first time they've seen the Avalanche in a – or it's going to be the first time they see the Avalanche in a Cup Final. What a game. What a comeback. Incredible third period. So much to get to. Macho Man Randy Savage is joining me for this one. Let's get to it.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I don't know if I'm getting sick or if i lost my voice or it's a combination of the two but uh nothing is keeping me from doing this (laughs) episode uh welcome to the locked on stanley cup final entrant locked on avalanche podcast thank you for making this your first listen of the day always appreciated follow the show on social media outlets lop and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche instagram questions comments concerns excitement to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Kyle, it's it, I mean, th- this is a long time coming for Avalanche fans. And it's not done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no. want to be that guy where it's like, well, you know, the, the the mission is not over. Clearly it's not, but you have to celebrate this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to celebrate the achievement of going to a Stanley Cup final. And now you can rest because who knows how long the Eastern Conference Finals is going to go. Who knows what's going to go on with Nazem Kadri? Maybe if if the Stanley Cup Finals goes long, he'll maybe come in towards the end of it. Who the heck knows? We're not even thinking about that stuff right now. Here and now, it's the Colorado Avalanche pulled off an incredible feat, not only in the comeback, but two sweeps during this Stanley Cup postseason. This team is on a mission, man, Yeah, and, and I don't know who can stop them.
1: And it's it's that perfect bow on the story, like how they started the season, the COVID shutdowns, the Olympics being pulled out from underneath them, the injuries, the highs, the lows, being with Nathan McKinnon without. Gabe Landeskog, you lost him for a little bit. Darcy Kemper, Paulo Francouz. now we don't have Nas. Rally around Nas, stand with Nas. Sweeping the Predators and the Edmonton Oilers mm. in the playoffs, becoming Western Conference champions. This is the narrative the Avalanche wanted to write from puck drop against Chicago, and
0: here we are in the Stanley Cup final. It's it's an amazing feeling, man. Uh, you you we talked about this not that long ago, and when um, I was talking about like being a Bronco fan and everything, and um, I, I've I've witnessed the three. Stanley or Stanley Cup <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> championships that they have, like you, when it ha, when there's such a a long time frame in between when it happens, you just appreciate it more. Yeah, and and I am going to be watching this this Stanley Cup final clearly with the hope that the Avalanche can finish off this incredible season, uh, but but flat out enjoying it, flat out yeah. enjoying my team being in the the most difficult <laughs> trophy in sports to win. Yeah. So, um, and they did it in spectacular fashion. I mean, this game was was a tough one. They 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 came out good. They they scored the first goal for a change. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but then Edmonton came back, and and you were down three to one. And no, I I didn't have any panic. No, and and I th- I think it was because, you know, you're up three to nothing in the series, so you have some comfortability there but colorado a two goal lead or being down two goals for this team is not insurmountable you know what yep. i mean like th- this team can overcome that and and they 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 did and it was a fantastic third period so much back and forth your superstars rose to the occasion we'll get to the stats and everything in a minute but um i think it made sense for this game to go to overtime yeah. you know it, it just seemed like okay like we're just going to give you guys some extra time just to you know make everybody else's heart beat a little bit more out of their chest and not just not just overtime but also to a call y- well like, yeah yeah toronto had to get involved <laughs> they did um and arturi leconin like we said uh, in our summary video like all the guy does is send teams to the stanley cup final
1: yeah and you know honestly and you you mentioned it like the mission's not over Last year, Montreal was your Western Conference champion. Yeah, look at them now. The mission's not over. You don't want to be the Montreal Canadiens next year. You got to finish this thing. Hmm. And yeah, Lecky put them in last year, and he did it again for us this year. We got to continue. And when you see Kale McCarr open up the scoring, Edmonton come back scoring three unanswered. And then Taze fixing letting up goal number two. And then how they responded. And it's you like to your point, you never felt out of it. Right. No matter what the score was, you're like, okay, they'll fix this, they'll understand what's going on. Because they on un- they understood it was at the end of the first, it was 40 minutes to the Stanley Cup. At the end of the second intermission, 20 minutes to the Stanley Cup. Do what you need to do.
0: And that's what this team has done all year long. Mm. And, you know, you had – obviously, Evander Kane was out because of the suspension. Mm. Uh, you know, Yamamoto has not played since the, the Landeskog hit. So um, – and you had a hurt Dreisaitl. Yeah. You know, he he was giving it his all. But we talked about this yesterday. Um, is, is a 50 60% sidle, what you want on the ice? You know, for Edmonton, it was. And you have to give him credit for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a gutsy performance from him. Um, But for for the – like, you had to take advantage of it. And for a little bit, it seemed like at the end of the second, it was like, man, are, are the ABS going to – the one game that you, you feel really good about, because all of those guys on Edmonton are not playing or hurt, and they're going to – they're not going to be able to win this one? And then who yeah. knows what happens because then Kane comes back. Maybe Yamamoto just needed another day, and he could – like. Who knew what could happen after this game? But this one was set up for them to win, and they, and it's not like they were they were struggling. What did yeah. they finish with shots on goal? It was another uh, 40, 40 shot. Yeah, yeah it, was it was
1: 42.
0: 42. <clears throat> 42. So, you know, they, they played their game. It was just, I don't know. For me, man, it's like, and and again, he's he, Mike Smith is a guy that was giving it his all too. Yeah. But this <clears throat> team is just too much for him. It's like there's too much offensive powerhouse uh, powerhouses on this team for for him to carry Edmonton to four wins again. That's a big ask.
1: And it's something like you mentioned all the injuries. You listed them all for Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's not unfamiliar to the avalanche. Like we suffered injuries as well all the way through this playoff run and something we've talked about in literally every crossover episode we've done to this point. Depth. That's usually the deciding factor in every matchup depth. And once you lose Dry that's one of your key tires. Yamamoto, yeah, he's a spark plug, but Dry he's one of your anchors. You lose that, it's, it's rough because after that, you saw how they had to set up their offense and like their forwards. It was three lines of forwards and then like two that they would cycle in there. Like, it's not sustainable, especially mm-hmm. against this Avalanche team that could lose Burkowski and then call up somebody else and add a scratch to the lineup and then beat you again. Like it, you just can't do it. And yes, it's a valiant effort from dry to try, but you could see the frustration in Mike Smith. Like they were not built to beat the avalanche.
0: No, uh, very few teams are <laughs> exactly, but, you know, when you have dry who's clearly hurting um, mm-hmm. miss a wide open net, Mm-hmm. wide open like that don't tell me him him ailing didn't play a, f- a role into that and that yeah. was a huge moment you know what i mean that, yeah. that's a big that's a the game's probably over if the, if he gets that one in um
1: it it's you know. if you if you don't understand how big of a moment that is imagine two or three years ago if landis gog or nathan mckinnon went down what are the Avalanche's chances to win anything two or three years ago? With how those teams were constructed, with Renee Bork and Gabe Bork on those lines, mm. like it's over, it's done. You don't have any chance of advancing in the playoffs. That's
0: what Edmonton's <laughs> facing right now. They got to do something about the depth because that that was uh, an Achilles' heel for them in this series. The Avalanche depth just ran all around them. They had no answer for it, um, and it got better you know, on random shifts, but over for the whole, um, that's where this thing was won for the abs and, and Pablo Francis who didn't have a great, he he didn't look good um, in this game to the, even to the fact that, you know, the TNT broadcast was suggesting putting in Darcy Kemper to get him prepared for the next game to get him prepared for, for game five. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, have you guys not watched this avalanche team? Well, like like I just said at the beginning, like a, a two-goal deficit, they're making it seem like it was insurmountable for the Avs. And, and it was just <laughs> even going into overtime, uh, there was five of them, and they, they all made their pick on who was going to score the, the game winner. One of them, Anson Carter, picked the avalanche. All four of them picked Edmonton. <laughs> Tell me you don't watch Avalanche hockey without telling me. Exactly, you don't watch I mean, hockey. And, and you know, I'm not going to get in because this is happy time, so I'm not going to yeah. get into you know all of that. But it was, it was, it. It just seems like this Avalanche team, as good as they have been this year, have been doubted every step of the way, and and yeah. people are bending over backwards to find ways for them that to to not succeed or not go to the next round, or and it's just like. They're proving everybody wrong. And, and that's just so weird for a team as good as they are. And maybe it was the second round sticking point for them. Like they can't get over that. And they did they did that. And then it's like, oh, you're going up against uh, McDavid. And we'll, we'll keep saying McDavid's name over and over because he is, you know, a god. And I get that. But we got some pretty darn good players on our team, too. And they showed that. They came to play the Avalanche this entire postseason. They have showed up. I can't think of a, a, a game that has been an absolute dud for them. To, I, I'm, genuine, I'm I'm trying to think of one. Obviously, it didn't happen in, in the first round with the Predators. Uh, your second round with the Blues, you had you had moments like you surrendered that lead against the Blues. That that wasn't a good moment, but you played well. Other than that, you didn't you didn't get blown out of any games. This team has been on point this postseason, and now they're they're gonna play for the best trophy in sports.
1: Everybody, step back. Look at the Avalanche. Twelve and two to get into the Stanley Cup.
0: And and where are those two losses? At home, St. Louis. Yeah, but uh, but at home.
1: Yeah, it was the St. Louis series, and that was because it got physical, and they got kind of cerebral, and they got taken out of their game. When the Avalanche stick to the Avalanche game, good yeah. luck.
0: They won every road game. Mm-hmm. Incredible. All right. We got some stats to get to. Obviously, a sound check to get to. uh, But first, we're going to hear from Built Bar. And Kyle got a new uh, collection of Built Bars. He got the new Built Bar granola. But we're going to talk about the Built Bar Caramel Brownie Bar.
1: Mm. Who doesn't
0: love chewy chocolate brownies? Am I right, Kyle?
1: Oh, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah. And what about a caramel brownie with a caramel swirl on top? too good to be true yeah i mean we're talking nonsense here but built bar has that so good what if i told you that you can have all of that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein you are in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at built.com right now and you have to act fast because they are a fan favorite and likely to sell out forget about dessert these are better than that Plus, the macros Mm -hmm. are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Replace a regular brownie with a Built Caramel Brownie Bar, and you'll feel good about yourself. So head over to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, uh, before we get back to the game and stats and all that fun stuff, uh, we have an important favor to ask everybody, and we have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 gift cards to Ticketmaster. So take uh, to take our audience survey. Once again, go to lockedonpodcast.com/survey and if you do that, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking our survey.
1: Thank you.
0: Um All right. So stats in this game just like off the charts. You, you I mean, even for Edmonton And we're talking about Leon Dreisaitl and, you know, four assists in that game. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of of how he played in that game. I didn't like how he played early in this season. I Mm -hmm. thought he was throwing some some cheap shots the avalanche way, especially towards like Nathan McKinnon seemed like that was their game plan is to go after the stars. But um, for this game, for game four, uh, he he. Gets a lot of credit from me, and to have four assists playing the way he was playing, uh, is impressive. Mm-hmm. You had Connor McDavid, three points from him. You switch over to the Avalanche side, <laughs> dude. I mean, Artari Leckin and three points, Landeskog three points, and then Kale McCarr with a five spot, one goal and four assists. And I, I was just too busy celebrating that uh like in an overtime goal. I didn't even care to look who had the assist, but he had one of them mm-hmm. to give him five points on the day. It's you know, and and did uh let me see, did, did McKinnon have that's all he had was that goal. Yep. He had no assists on the day. Wow. Okay.
1: Selfish, selfish. I'm I've had it up to here with the selfishness.
0: <laughs> so um and and I mean this was a third period, like you can go back and just watch that third period and just be in awe. Like that yeah. that was on both sides, like that was a playoff hockey game to AT. That yeah. was excitement.
1: And to see the point production, like you mentioned, like the, the secondary assist on that, that final goal, helm. Darren Helm. Like, yeah. He's almost turning into playoff JT Comfort. Like he, he's getting the scoring like deep in the playoffs, and it's 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 what you want to see. And like a Kale McCarr five point night. If, if I told you, hey, Kale McCarr had five points and you didn't watch the game for some godforsaken reason and you didn't mm-hmm. get to see the game, and I
0: told you Kale had five points, you know the result. Mm-hmm. And for you know a series where we've been touting like the depth for the Avalanche, they still played very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a game where they they were not getting on the stat sheet. You know, but but I thought Cogliano played a very good game. Like guys he, were, he played a very good game. Um, JT Confer still played a good game. LOC um, was very noticeable. Yeah, and like they, they're getting in the shooting lanes, and like mm-hmm. they were they were sacrificing everything. You can, you can tell this team wanted it. That's no secret. You know, you, you play this game for moments like these. But they were taking shots off their hands, off their fingers. Like, it, it was just – that's what you want in, in your depth. It's you, you got it all from your depth players in this series. You got scoring and you got great defense. You got, you're going to get hustle. It was great. And for all of those um,
1: naysayers – Saying, where's Miko Rantanen? Why is Miko Rantanen not scoring? He scored in every one of these. Mm. He scored a goal in every one of the, the games this series against Edmonton. That's four in a row. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean he's, he's
0: getting back on track when it comes to that's, goal scoring.
1: And that's all we kept saying when you kept hearing, where's Miko? Where's Miko? We're paying all this money for Miko. And we just wait, just wait, just wait. He
0: doesn't have to... Well, I mean, we're we this uh, and you mentioned it uh, mm-hmm. about how we were we were saying the same thing for Nathan McKinnon during the regular season. Yep. When he was just an assist machine and we we're like, mm-hmm. the goals will come. And you were more patient than I was like you, you were saying, like, give Miko some time. And I'm like, no, this is the playoffs. We don't have time. Um, it, and, and that still holds true. But what you said held true as well. That he, he did. He's he's finally coming around and, and he's getting goals. And now we're definitely gonna need him if we don't have Nazem Kadri.
1: Yeah, and, and I I prefaced all that and that that philosophy behind that because you're not seeing him go out there and struggle to score like Berkey did every time he kept trying and trying and go wide left, up, right, under the ice, he would just not hit the net. Like you could see Miko's effort, but it's not into I have to score here. He's wanting to facilitate. You could see if you're just isolating Miko in every play, you're seeing he's facilitating. He's he, he doesn't need to score the goal, and now he's scoring the goals because everybody else that he's been facilitating to, they're game planning on that, and he's like, well, if you're taking care of that, I'll take care of this. It's everybody's playing checkers, and Miko Rantan is playing chess.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you have to feel good about how he is playing going into into the cup finals which the abs are going to have a nice little rest here you know what i mean so uh yeah i mean just just like after round one what was it eight days i think after round one and and it's not like they had anybody beat up but i'm sure there's some bruises and stuff like that and for any series you're going to have that Mm -hmm. after the uh predator series i'm talking about after this one i mean now you have you have injuries. Like, you yeah. know you have injuries. Gabe Landeskog took a few hits in that game uh, that he's probably going to wake up tomorrow morning not feeling so great. And he took well, – what you, you, you're you wanting to say something about that. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, not just, like, Gabe Landeskog, but you have enough time to fit Darcy Kemper for some Horace Grants to put under his goalie mask. He goes Rex specs, <laughs> the Rex Becks. Yeah. Like – they're, the team's beat up. Like, everybody's yeah. talking, oh, there's all this time. But, like, n- you saw Nas's comment that you shared mm. from the, the show's page. Like, that's still waiting out there. Like, you never know what could happen. And this team needs the rest. Like, after a f- extremely physical series with St. Louis and then battling with, honestly, the Western Conference
0: best in Edmonton, let them rest and heal. They need yeah. it. They do. I, like I said, Scott took that one hit that was right at that, uh, where, where you know, the, the curved glass. Mm-hmm. Um, that hit with, with, where he kind of went into the boards with uh, Cassian who turned around and jumped on top of him. Yeah. You can clearly see the guys hurting and you're still going to jump on top of him. What, what an idiot move. That
1: I one. bet he felt real good about himself. I, mean,
0: uh, I don't think he cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have that. you Yeah, you have uh, Kemper was good enough to be a, a backup today, so um, he should be ready for game one. There's a question for you. I mean, who, who's taking game one? Who's starting game one? I would say
1: keep going with Frankie.
0: It's if, if he, I, I say this
1: because Darcy Kemper, yes, he's skating. That means nothing. You don't know how he's tracking the puck, how he's seeing the puck. He played a half a game, and everybody thought he was perfectly fine. And he said, by the way, I can't see like mm. you still haven't heard how he could see things. He's skating and he's with the team and he was in the backup position. But you still don't know if that's 100 percent yet. So I would still ride Frankie until uh, Darcy Kipper can read the third level sponsorships.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there, I mean, that's that's nothing practice can't you can't gauge from practice like they can throw everything at him at practice. Um I, if, if Fransos had a better performance in this, in this game, uh, I, I don't think it would really be that much of a question. I would say you keep riding the high end, but even saying that you're going to have, I mean, they're, they're saying the, the cup finals is not going to start until, um, some people are saying the 15th and more people were saying the 18th. So it's 11 days if it's the 18th. Do we have to start rooting for the Rangers? I don't think it matters. <laughs> I, I think if the Rangers uh, win the next two games, I still think like they are setting it at a specific time. Can we play this on a neutral site on an <laughs> aircraft carrier? Can we get this going already? Let's go back to Tahoe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the lake? Yeah. <laughs> Crush my dreams. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Like that, That's a lot, a lot of time off for anybody. And and for your backup goalie, like those, especially like goalies, like th- th- they ride hot hands. You know, what yeah. I mean? and sitting for that long, I don't know. And and I, I, there are some shots that he just absolutely should have made in that game. Absolutely should have made. no, no have traffic been- in front of him, and and you know some of them were were, were goal scorers, shots and and, and and goals, but the way that he has been playing he stopped those shots in the, in the previous two games and he wasn't in this one. With the way that Darcy
1: Kemper and Pavel Francouz kind of analyze the game, you just talked about how long it's going to be before game 1. You don't want Frankie spending all that time thinking over analyzing what we're going to be probably doing on future episodes. Like we could break down Pavel Francouz's game 4, but he's doing the same thing. You don't want his last game being that and then automatically flipping out frankie for darcy like give him one more game to redeem himself it's if he's if his stock is going
0: down pull him but but dude the the game one is stanley cup finals game one this is not just regular game one like you gotta you you want that one zero lead you want it and and whoever you're going up against is elite elite level goaltending how many how many games has frankie lost in the playoffs He has not lost any games in the playoffs, but you're going up against another team, another round bright lights, big city of, uh, you know, Stanley cup finals. Like it's a whole nother ball game. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but I think, I don't know. I just, I I think Kemper's your guy. You've ridden him for most of the year. Um, I think you give him the opportunity. You give him the opportunity starting the Stanley cup finals. That was your number one goaltender all year. I think you know he he gets that he gets that back and 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 thank you Frankie for how you played I appreciate it we might need you again but for now I'm going back to Kemper I just I I can't
1: fall back in love with Darcy Kemper after seeing what I saw in St Louis where everybody said he doesn't look right he doesn't look right um I don't want to be wrong in giving him the start back like Frankie looks okay he still hasn't lost us the game the team's mm-hmm. rallied around Pavel Franco's do you want to put in a a shaky and rehabbing Darcy Kemper? it's it's I would I would rather ride Frankie and then bring in Darcy for a backup role and let him finish a game if it's a win or a loss that's great. but I would hate to have Shaky Darcy Kemper and then be like, oh God, it's this version again. When mm. do we get Frankie in there and you're automatically trying to pull him out as quick as you can.
0: Well, I, I mean, we're we're saying like we wouldn't want a shaky Darcy Kemper, and that that's true. But I, I you know, the Avs team and and the medical staff know if he's going to be shaky or not. So I, I, I kind of feel like if 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 Jared Bednar is comfortable that he is one hundred percent, um, I, I just kind of feel like he's that's who he's going to go with. I do. And, and knowing that, hey, it, it's it's a good plan B option to have Pablo Francois. He's proven that he can win games for us. Yeah. So um, I guess the, the right thing here is like right now, there's no really wrong answer. No, there's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you got if you got Darcy Kemper in there, you're like, OK, fine. Like you've shown what you can do during the regular season. You have to get back to that. Um, and if he doesn't, Pavo Frantzos has shown that he can go in, in, in the playoff series and, and win you games. So
1: how win-win. awesome
0: is it that we get to fight about what goalie we want in the Stanley cup final? Yeah. You can make a case for both of them. So <laughs> <What> a good <laughs> problem to have. <laughs> right. All right. Let's get to our sound check for the day. Um, I'm half thinking about doing a sound check every single day until we get to game one. <laughs> every single show about how we're just feeling. I don't know. Maybe, we probably could. We simple. could. Uh, but at least for this one, uh, if you are new to the show, after every game, win or lose, Kyle and I pick one song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. Uh, you can find those songs over on the, the L O P N soundcheck playlist over on Spotify. Just search for that and follow along. And those songs get added to the, I think it's up to like nine hours now, the, the playlist. So such a good uh, playlist. I listen awesome. to it all the time. Oh, it's awesome. No skipping included. Uh, all right. So what do you got for this one, sir? Well, I, I hate to break this to you, um,
1: and especially the listeners listening on audio. I've been dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage this entire episode. <laughs> um, I don't. I know this is news to everyone. Um, yeah. The Avalanche are in savage mode. Like, they have gone to a whole nother level. We swept the Edmonton Oilers. We went in there in the Western Conference. We're the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my sound check is yeah. the theme song for macho man randy savage my idol pomp and circumstance if you don't know the song if you've graduated you've heard the song as you You walked out of there that's our song because the avalanche are in savage mode and we are walking in the danger zone is that a slim jim you have is that
0: (laughs) you know he's the snap into a slim (laughs) (laughs) jim is that but does it have him on it does it does Wait a minute, but is that an old Slim Jim that you just never opened because it's... Oh honored? no, no. He are is, they still selling? He's forever Slim? immortalized on Slim Jim. Really?
1: And is he still alive, or did he pass no, away? No, he passed away. Um, had a heart issue a couple years wow, ago. that's
0: Right. Yes. <clears throat> and what about Miss Elizabeth? Didn't she pass away too?
1: Passed or, away before he did.
0: Before he did. Yeah. Man. Yeah. What a legend. Little Bonesaw saw in the first Spider-Man movie. That's right, he was. Yes, yep. yeah, he didn't do steroids.
1: <laughs> Bonesaw saw is ready. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, for me, um, like I said in the beginning, like you have to embrace this this moment and not just say like, "Well, you know, the mission's not done." I get that. Uh, you you have to be excited about this. Uh, you don't get this moment often. As I said, like, you know, it's been 20 plus years since the Avalanche have have been to this since the last time they haven't been to this point. So have fun with it. Enjoy it. And that's why I went with Prince and Let's Go Crazy. Mm. Because that's what's happening. God, I'm I'm so excited to listen to that on the playlist. (laughs) There's a very good cover version of that done by Incubus. Mm. But I have to to do the original for that one. I mean, I can't can't override Prince. Come on.
1: (laughs) isn't it ironic that the avalanche are on the cusp of like, it's been 20 years since we've been in the cup that we're almost getting that Gary Thorne call for Ray Bork <laughs> for us getting to the playoffs
0: after 20 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's so true. <laughs> you, you, you've almost had a Ray Bork career in between <laughs> the time when the avalanche have been back to the Stanley cup. Great. Oh, uh, um, so, but, but, the, oh, the avalanche didn't. They semi touched the. I saw the that Western Conference trophy. Landy's uh, left hand, and and Nate was on top of it. Nate's hand, Landy's left. No, Landy's right hand. Right hand was then, kind of just like resting yeah. over like the arm of it, and then uh, McKinnon's hand was kind of just on top of it. He was standing behind the thing, and I'm sitting there like, pick it up, <laughs> pick that thing. You were so close. Yeah. You already touched, You're already touching it. And just just lift it off the base just a little bit and they didn't so uh
1: sorry for the superstitious fans
0: uh, but but I mean what I mean some people are gonna be like they touched it some people are gonna say that I don't
1: know it's gonna be a long
0: 45 days before game one <laughs> So that's where we are. Um, but we will have a game one, and that game one will be in Denver. Doesn't matter who wins the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, this, 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 the, I think just the way that they did it yeah. in that game. Like we've said all year long, this team is winning every way possible. Yeah. They're having blowouts. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're going into overtime. They're having shootout wins. They're come from behind wins. You know what I mean? Like they're doing everything. And we've been saying all along, this is preparing them for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, They've had to come back in so many of these games and especially in this one. And Edmonton was not just going to roll over and die. You yeah. know what I mean they were gonna at least give their home crowd one last thing you know, I know they're gonna play even if they had won that game. It's not over for them, but they wanted to give like maybe a lasting memory to their fan base a win in our home arena. you know so they're gonna yeah. go out and play their hearts out. and they did and but what does this say about the Avalanche team to, to be in that arena down, going into the third and you had Devon Taves score a goal 30 something seconds in. It's it's to get them right back in that game. Yeah. This team is just made to overcome any circumstance. And they never get shaky, they never get afraid. Like okay, we 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 know we have a great team. Yeah. And no lead is insurmountable if we get behind. It's just we we I was I did a quick segment on the lockdown today mm-hmm. um, and and they were asking me about that. And I'm just like, no, it's just, it, it, this is how this team is built. This team is built to win the Stanley cup. And yeah. it's, it, it's been, it's been right there for the, you know, for them for the past couple of years, but it just hasn't worked out well. It's so difficult to get to this point. And when you get there, it's just like, this is, the moves that Joe Sakic has made have been flawless. It's just they are they are a a powerhouse right now, and I just it's going to be a good series no matter who they go up against. But you have to feel good about how this team is playing. And we were talking about that was the other thing I talked to him about was uh, where will this team stand in in the the annals of Avalanche? You know, we still have to win <laughs> the cup. Yeah, but I told him I'm like if. I don't see this happening. But if they sweep, that'd be three sweeps. Yeah. And and two losses. They are they have to be up there with some of the all-time great teams. Now we're we're far away from that, but you know, we're just thinking ahead, but that's how good this team is playing right now. I will go out on a limb and say
1: right now, they win the cup. They're the best Colorado Avalanche team
0: that we have ever put on the ice. Because even if it goes seven games. Because if it goes seven games and they win, that's five losses. That's still better than the other two championship teams that the Avalanche have. So I think all they have to do is win the Stanley Cup. And I think you're watching, God, you, you might be watching the best team in Avalanche history right now. With the way, <laughs> you know, with the salary cap is and, you know, t- the, with the way that talent is, the way the game is played. Um, I know those other teams maybe had better individual players from top to bottom, but as a team, that's a dominant team. It's, it'd be tough to argue against it.
1: Most points, fewest playoff losses. Mm -hmm. Like we could
0: debate it all day, but stats, they don't don't lie. The stats don't lie. So, um, Wayne Gretzky on TNT broadcast is coming from Peter ball. Number eight was the best player on the ice. Every he's night. got a name. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Um, they're in, so I'm looking forward to the comments going on, on, uh, the YouTube channel for this one. Uh, a lot of happy avalanche fans out there right now. So, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of shows between now and game one to cover. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe coming down from this high. I don't think I'm going to sleep much tonight. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I
1: want to eat that. the slim Jim. <laughs> Make the snap.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. It's uh, it's always appreciated, honestly, and and being with us throughout this entire season. Uh, one more series to go. So um, it's it's been a blast. So hopefully yeah. we can finish the thing on on a. On a Positive note. I mean, it's a positive note. They made it this far anyway, but um, one more series to win and then uh, let the party really begin. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Actually, no, that's not Kyle Sullivan. That is (laughs) Macho Man, Randy Savage. And this is the Avalanche, Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're in the cup finals. Go, abs, go.